Welcome to Gain That Tune. What's going on, everybody? It's Game That Tune back in the house once again. It's ya boy, John Harrington here. We got John Regan with us. Say hey. Hey. We got David Fleming. Say hey. Hey. And we've got Jesse Moore. Say hey. Hey. Hell yeah, guys. Welcome back to Game That Tune, episode 199 in the house. Unbelievable, fellas. This, uh, this is going to be a blast. If you're just joining us here on Game That Tune, you're also going to have a blast. We, uh, what we do around here is we listen to video game tunes. We've each brought three songs from a game. We're going to try and guess each other's games based on the songs with a little bit of trivia. We're going to goof off and have a lot of fun. And the winner at the end of the night gets to pick the theme for the next episode and play some bonus tunes. And our winner last week was the illustrious, glorious David Fleming. And David... You get to tell us about your illustrious, glorious theme for tonight's episode. So, uh, what do we have tonight? Uh, the theme for tonight is multiplayer games. Games where more than one person can play at once. Thank you for further clarifying that. After the way we <laughs> established that at the end of the show last week, uh, I didn't well, realize... Well, because seriously, like, yeah. <laughs> every time I choose a theme, it's like, multiplayer games, and then Johnny comes in. Now, when you say multiplayer, yeah. are you what exactly? to, like... Now, what about a multiplayer game that you've only ever played by yourself? Yeah. Uh, it w- <laughs> would that qualify? So you every know. Mario Party for me. <laughs> right. I was going <laughs> to say, I mean, you know, numerous multiplayer games uh, have been played by me by myself. That's uh, just the story of my recent life. You know, I realized, uh, you know, David, I, I, you know, I see you playing Super Smash Brothers a lot. You know, a little notification pops up on the, uh, on the Switch there whenever we, uh, you, you come online. Uh, I know you don't play a whole lot online, and I've realized now what amiibos are for Smash Brothers. It's friends for people that like to play Smash Brothers by themselves. Is that not very apt? I think we're ready to go to uh, game one. (laughs) No, no, no. We're not here to shame David about his massive collection of statuesque friends. Uh, You know, what we're here to do is just have a blast, man. Uh, we got multiplayer games for the John Regans out there. Yes, games that are capable of being played by more than one person. Uh, Non-one-player games uh, is the is the theme. John, don't even fucking say it. I can see it, a question on the tip of your tongue. I don't want to hear it. It's not a uh, question, it's a statement. Every game can be played by more than one person if you just take turns. Yeah, pass no, John. More yeah. than one person at the same time. This is why I have to specify. So see? what about but if see, like, what one about guy controls that- the directions and the other person presses the other buttons right what if you play the legend of zelda on a split joy con and one guy moves the link and the other guy swings the sword hmm uh you know no that's not that's not part of the game uh also john shut up this see this show ruining crap is supposed to be at the end of the show not at the beginning of the new show you were supposed to ruin last week's show it was not supposed to bleed over into this week's show (laughs) Uh, we made a whole show for you to ruin over here. (laughs) (laughs) Go pick at that. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so we should do that. We We should just record. 
a whole other episode just for John to ask pointless questions about everything yeah. we say. We've we've already done Patreon an alternate exclusive. universe, starting with like the April Fool's show. You know, we now have divergent timelines. So yes, there need to be alternate episodes of every episode in which Johnny asks the most asinine questions possible. <laughs> like that, uh, yeah, that's going to be a new Patreon exclusive, Dave. That is a great idea. So Johnny, none of that because this is the official stream, uh, and then we'll stay up until you know midnight, one thirty, recording the uh, you know the new uh, asinine John. On stream but uh you know in the meantime we got four great games we got a great fan request and uh we just got to jump right into it man so johnny plug in uh plug in the game that tune multi-tap plug in all four controllers and uh let's see uh, let's see what we got first game one <laughs> everybody in the mood for some fun because upon this game's release in the uk it was immediately banned and recalled due to the use of a derogatory slur by one of the characters in the game they uh they changed the script and eventually re-released the game 
All right, guys. How are we all feeling? Concerned. Good. Yeah, you should be. Okay, so David Fleming says mind quiz. Sadly incorrect. Jesse says Carmageddon. Also sadly incorrect. And John Regan is very close with Mario Party 10, but he's sadly incorrect. No, this is Mario Party 8. Oh, that one. Son of a bitch. Yeah. I might give Johnny a point anyway. Uh, you know, Johnny, have a point on me. Default. It's like one of those default. bonus stars you get at the end of Mario Party for fucking up too much or whatever. <laughs> yeah. The Johnny that's, star. That's was how thrown I always to, win. Uh, Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you land on the most red spaces? Cool, you win. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man, Mario Party Eight. Uh, I think I don't. I don't think I need to ask. I'm willing to wager that all of us, save John Regan, uh, played this game because this was the first Mario Party that came out for the Wii, and therefore we were starved for uh, content and ran out and bought it, or not bought it, but at least rented it. Uh, David, am I correct in that? Uh, I did not own this because everyone else that I knew who had a Wii bought it. So it was like, I literally never need to buy this game because everyone will just either bring it with them or have it at their house. Yep. That's, uh, it was one of those reliable games. You know, kind of a, like, first half of 2007 release, so one of the early Wii games, and yeah, someone you know had this game. So, uh... Yeah, it, it was pretty fun, man. Uh, you know, any uh, Jesse? Did you uh, did you play Mario Party Eight much? Was this when they started riding in the big cart together? No, that was Mario Party Nine, which I have oh, also okay. previously used on the show, which is actually my preferred Mario Party on the Wii. I, I thought Mario Party Nine was a lot of fun, even though it was kind of strange and divergent from the formula. Um, this was a much more standard Mario Party. Just, uh, you know, it was the Mario Party Waggle Fest because it was super early in the Wii days. <laughs> like, man, did you do some waggling. And, uh, <laughs> you know, man, did they, uh, you know, in those little instructions for, like, how to do each game, it was just like you had the little hand shaking the remote. It's like, that's it? That's that's the instruction you're going to give me? Like, shake the remote. Like, nothing else? Just, just shake it, huh? All right, cool. We'll see who wins. Uh... <laughs> But yeah, it's uh, it, it, you know it's 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 pretty fun, man. It you know I, I don't know how I feel about the Mario Party series at this point, but I felt like I needed to use this. You know, one because you know in picking this theme, David uh, used bonus tunes from a Mario Party game, which immediately made me look at how many Mario Party games we've used for the show. And the answer, you know, all that not all that many. So I was happy to pick one, and uh, you know this one I, I feel like like it's fine. And it, you know, it really just, uh, you know, I wanted another opportunity to talk more about like Super Mario Party and how I feel like, you know, they, I thought they righted the ship with that, and then they just didn't really do anything else with it. Like, uh, you know, ultimately kind of disappointing. Like, you know, Super Mario Party, they had, you know, they had some fun stuff, extra modes, you know, four boards. I thought maybe there was going to be DLC boards. Nope. Yeah. You know, no, uh, nothing like that. I, you know, they had a bunch of I feel of cool like a stuff. lot of people were expecting DLC boards. Well, because it, it seemed ridiculous that there were only four boards. Like, you know, the other modes were fun, but, like, you, you know, at the end of the day, when you get four people together, you want to just play a Mario Party board. And when there's only four, it's like, well, shit, man, I can throw, like, one get-together and just, like, do that. And then, did we just do it? everything in Mario Party? Like, didn't Mario Parties used to have a lot more boards and a lot of stuff to do? Like, yeah, they did. 
like this one. It's you know, I, you know it, I think this one got a lot of shit for the motion controls, and to some extent, rightfully so. Like it, you know, the waggle, especially in those early days, was egregious, and like the motion controls were inelegant to say the least. But like the uh, you know the boards were pretty fun, man, and I feel like they had some fun ideas in there. Like you know, you're. Uh, the, you know, you had, like, your kind of basic boards. They had, like, the DK treehouse. But then there was uh, the typical pirate board. But it was, like, a, it was like a straight line board. It was a, you know, point to point. And when you get to the end, you get a chance to start, and then you go back to the beginning. And, you know, they hadn't done a whole lot of that before. Or if they did, someone can correct me on it. Uh, there was the, the standard haunted board. But it was, uh, it was like a slide puzzle. The rooms would shift around. And so you had to... It just really, you know, fucked with the board. Like, you're in one room, and then it moves, and suddenly, you know, you you think you're one room away from the star, and you get slid to the other side of the board, and you have to, you know, move differently. It's kind of cool. Uh, there was the uh, Tycoon Town, which was the more most interesting. That was the last song there. Uh, you're going around the board, and everybody has to put money into different hotels, and as you put money into the hotels, you gain, like, ownership of them. And as you put more money into each one, like when you put 10 coins in one, like I own this hotel and it's a one star hotel, but then eventually you put like 30 coins in and it's a two star hotel. And you're all just trying to like add more coins to the hotels and steal ownership of them from each other. I'm like, that just sounds like Monopoly. Yeah, but it, but it has a, you know, a definite start and end and it has more mini games. As we discussed a couple of weeks ago when I picked Monopoly, like the big problem, no mini games. This oh Monopoly plus mini games, John. <laughs> so Okay, so new house rule for Monopoly is mini games. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, you know, we we established that during Monopoly. It's like, hey, you know what's missing from those house rules? Over 60 mini games. Uh, <laughs> All right, we have to get uh, up so, yeah. from the table and go out into the backyard and get into the kiddie yeah. pool and what? Right. I don't want to we're play gonna, Monopoly anymore. Yeah. We're going to each take turns chopping wood. Whoever chops the most gets boardwalk, all right? Uh, okay. Are we <laughs> playing dangerous. Monopoly or are we just doing chores? Shut up and scrub the dishes. Yeah. Shut up, shut up, shut up. Yeah. There's yeah. fun music. Yeah, exactly. It's great. Um, but then, yeah, uh, you know, there was the Bowser board and then there was the uh, Shy Guy Perplex Express, which was, uh, you know, another like kind of weird shuffleboard. You're playing on a train and you can go, you know, you're trying to get like, you know, towards the front of the train. You can go on the roof or you can go through the cars. You land on different spaces and uh, occasionally um, a uh, like a magic Koopa will come and shuffle the, the cars around and move things around and, uh, you know, some some wacky stuff happens. And that's kind of where uh, the uh, slur aspect of the game comes in. I only want to touch on this briefly. I don't want to spend long discussing the fact that Mario uh, unwittingly put a you know very offensive word into their game. But you know, I had to do a little learning myself today because I saw that and I'm like, well, how am I not going to use that as trivia? Uh, so Magic Koopa, you know, rides into the you know train cars and he's gonna fucking he's just gonna shuffle things around. And uh, you know, his quote is. Magic Koopa Magic, turn the train spastic, make, make this ticket tragic. Uh, you know, me as an American, I recognize no slurs in that phrase. However, uh, apparently in Britain, spastic is a huge, big time slur, uh, second only to the hard R word for somebody of uh, diminished uh, faculties. Uh, 
So yeah, that was kind of a big deal in the UK. They're like, I'm sorry, did that little uh, nerdy wizard just... Did he use the number two R word? Like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. We can't have that on the shelf. (laughs) So they banned it. Uh, Nintendo took it back and put in a different word. And a a word that, in my opinion, rhymes better. He changed spastic to erratic. Uh, Make the train erratic. That sounds better with magic. Um, It rolls off the tongue. It it does. Uh, Spastic doesn't roll off the tongue for anybody. But... uh, yeah, and then in, apparently in the future, uh, uh, nobody, I couldn't in my short research of this find uh, you know, further examples, but apparently they're more mindful now of uh, British English versus American English. There's slightly different translations of, of Nintendo games in Great Britain to avoid things like that, because apparently also it's Super Mario, uh, Mario, Super Paper Mario, they, uh, they use the word shag pretty casually, and <laughs> it's like, uh, hold on. <laughs> You can't say that here either. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Even I know no, that. Nobody should be shagging Goombas. That's gross. <laughs> Don't say fanny. Uh, that's for sure. Yeah. God, you know, Princess there. Peach and her fanny. Uh, can't believe <laughs> they let that in. Make, but I don't know that it would be appropriate. <laughs> David, it's episode 199. It. If there was ever a time to try- test those waters, it's now. <laughs> No, I was just going to say, it's like, yeah, all those, you know, various regional differences, and then you get, you know, Mario, P- Mario Party 8 in Australia, where literally every other word is, you fucking cunt. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> perfectly <laughs> fine. <laughs> God, I would import the shit out of that. I would go buy a PAL console, I would go buy a PAL TV if I had to, I would import <laughs> that game, I would spend thousands of dollars just to hear Mario say cunt. <laughs> That'd be so good. <laughs> Oh god! Can you imagine Charles Martinet recording that? Like <laughs> that guy, he's you know he's a he's super sweet. I love anytime you see an interview with that guy. He's just so lovable and like animated and you know I I don't say it derogatorily. I just I say it as lovingly as possible. He's just a little fruity. So for him, like recording that those lines in all the different Mario character voices would just be a hoot to watch. Like. <laughs> I'm sure he would somehow make that very harsh negative word seem like a delight to listen to. <laughs> yeah, man, he brings joy to people. So, yeah. Well, just, it's Mario, just like, oh, God, you're just imagining Charles Martinet saying that in every character <laughs> language, like Mario, Luigi, Wario, Waluigi, Toadsworth. Yes, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, it sounds fucked up no matter who's saying it. It would be great. Uh, does, do any of us do a worthwhile impression of any of those characters? David, can you give us a good Luigi or like a, you know, a good Waluigi saying cunt? I was going to say, like, in my head, all I can imagine is, I'm a Wario, I'm a gonna get you, you cunt. <laughs> that that tracks. That sounded almost Scottish, which is okay, right. too. They could say it also. Well, that, yeah, and that's the problem with Wario's nebulous accent. You just don't know what it is. Like, was it Russian, Eastern European, you know? You, you can't pin it down, and so when you when you throw th- you know, throw words like "ya das cunt" into it, it just really confuses the situation. <laughs> so, um, anyway, that doesn't happen to Mario Party Eight. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, they they just say that other thing that uh, apparently deeply offends British people. I, I really didn't know about that. Apparently, you know, that's where the word the phrase you know term "spaz" comes from, and, and that's uh, you know <laughs> not a cool word to say over there. So. Noted for uh, you know, future reference. Uh, sorry to all our British viewers. Uh, 
if we've ever said that. I, you know, it's not it's not a phrase that's really in my lexicon, though, so I don't think that comes no, up. Well, yeah. It's not <sighs> a word I, I think any of us ever actually used. No, and we have a tendency not to be t- you know particularly spastic on this show, so it doesn't really come up. We're you know, pretty reserved in our lunacy, so, you know. Um... Yeah, it's all good. Um, but yeah, Mario Party Eight, it's fun, it's fine, it's uh, it's multiplayer, it's it's you know it's cool. You know, the Wii era was a good time for multiplayer because it was pretty easy to get four people together and like they each bring their own controller. You know, Wii Remote goes in the pocket, that made it easy. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's fine. I you know I prefer Mario Party Nine. Uh, I prefer Super Mario Party to almost all these things, but it, you know it's strange. Also, for, real quick, going back to the Super Mario Party thing, you know, I thought there was going to be these big plans for DLC, and this was going to be like you know a cool new uh, you know Mario Party for the new generation. And then when the Switch Lite comes out, and you can't play with Joy Cons, you can't even play Super Mario Party on Switch Lite. So like, there's a bunch of Switch owners that are never even going to pl- uh, play that fucking game. So, frankly, now we need a newer Mario Party for the Switch that doesn't rely entirely on Joy-Con controls. And, uh, you know, whenever that comes out, I'll get that. Because I like Mario Party games. They're fun. They're like Monopoly, but they're actually fun. So, it's uh, I do want to say I did really enjoy Mario Party 8 because this was one of the few games where you can actually play as a Hammer Brother. And Word. I fucking love Hammer Brother. I hear that. I do like, you know, the... Uh, you know, the chances you get to play as characters you don't typically get to play as. I don't think this was the first time you could play as Dry Bones, but it's like, you know, when you can play as Dry Bones, you pretty much got to play as Dry Bones. That guy's fucking dope. <laughs> like, that's just how it goes. Um, i trying to think of the other stuff. You know, the, the only other thing that's like, I think, distinct to this game is uh, power-ups. You eat a bunch of candy instead of, like, getting mushrooms. So it's like, you know, okay, well, they're... I don't know, going full blown in on the uh, on the kids stuff. Like you don't even get to consume mushrooms in this game. You gotta you gotta eat mushroom themed candy. And come on, you know, how's that gonna you know trip out all the psychedelic fans of, of Mario Party? What is this shit? Um, but yeah, it, it's fun. It's cool. Soundtrack acceptable. Um, I meant to shout out the composer. I'm trying to do a better job of shouting out the composers, but uh, you know, it's not right here on this page, so I, I can't shout them out. But uh, th- their soundtrack is perfectly serviceable. Uh, honestly, like, it's got some. Uh, 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 no, I almost said something really fucked up. I almost seriously <laughs> used the word spastic. What is wrong no, with me? No, no, it, don't do it. Uh, it it's this, a lot of the music is like overly energetic. Like I was having a hard time picking a song because it's like, wow, these songs are busy as shit. Like <laughs> there is entirely too much going on in a lot of these songs. Uh, composer Yoshihiro Sukahara. Uh, you know, good soundtrack, good, not great, fun tunes, but whoa, you know, overload, ear fuckery to an extent. Uh, just, you know, just giving my ears the business, this soundtrack. But kind of what you want in a Mario Party game. You don't want to be able to focus on anything. So, anyway, Mario Party 8, it's dope. And, uh, Johnny, what do we got coming for the next, uh, next game? Game 2.
right, so GamePro's Serenade gave the Super Nintendo version of this game a rave review, saying that it features gameplay similar to Super Mario Kart, but is, quote, even better. Oh. For clarification, we're hearing the Sega Genesis version. got some answer i do nobody else seems to also take also take guesses my son has my son has stolen my writing pad so i will be saying my answer (laughs) (laughs) this uh this round and then looking for my writing pad for for uh, the future rounds what the fuck (laughs) little bastard well, everyone will show their answers while John gets ready to say it. Oh, he found, found it. Found it. All right. So, um, John, I'm not sure what John, John wrote. Super Off-Road. Super Off-Road. Incorrect. Jesse wrote Sonic oh. Online. Incorrect. David Fleming wrote Street Racer, which is correct. This is Street Racer. It's a go-kart game. That ha- was marketed as a cross between Mario Kart and Street Fighter. So much what? so that one of the wrestlers, or one of the characters, is a sumo wrestler that looks suspiciously like Ihonda. What? And the font is also evocative of the Street Fighter font, but it's not made by Capcom. It's made by um, Vivid Image and published by Ubisoft. Huh. But well, I chose this damn. game. I chose this game because it features four-player mode, uh, which is a, a rarity, you know, on the Genesis. And most games on the Genesis that had four-player mode were typically like a single-screen experience, like say NBA Jam. There's just one screen with four characters, you know. This Go had on. the the four-panel split-screen going on on a Sega Genesis, which I think is incredible. I, you know. Because I remember when Sonic 2 came out, and that had two-player split-screen, and that was incredible. Now you got four-player split-screen. Wait, that wasn't a... Wait, no, that... That was, that was a big deal. Yeah, okay, I was... Uh, sorry, you, you threw me off, because I'm like, is it a big deal to have split-screen? Like, I, I, you know, Mario Kart on SNES was split-screen even in one player, in your face. I'm like, actually, wait, no, yeah, four-player <laughs> split-screen, that was... That was more of a N64 thing in my life. <laughs> yeah, I'm realizing was, now. <laughs> that was an impressive feat on the 16-bit consoles. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, 
Why am I having I'm a hard time thinking of any Sega Genesis racing games besides the fact that I didn't own a Genesis? Like, are there are there any particularly noteworthy like Mario Kart rivals? Like, you know, why am I blanking on this? This is the I was closest. Gonna say, um, and I I just learned as I was looking at Wikipedia and getting the developer and publisher, I didn't realize that this game did not come out in the United States. It only came out in Europe for the Sega Genesis. Motherfucker! But, oh, it you came out for the, the Mega the Drive? States? Super Nintendo, it did come out in the United States, so I'm calling it not a game over. Did you consider maybe uh, doing your goddamn research and using the Super NES uh, version of the soundtrack, John? Well, once I started playing this version on the, on the show tonight, yes, I did. <laughs> yes. I did consider that. In this very moment, yes, I have considered that. Yeah. I was going to say, I was aware of this game um, just because it is the very first response you get if you Google Sega Genesis Kart Racer. See, yeah. Because as know. soon as John, you said I, like, oh, the Sega Genesis likes Super Mario Kart, but better. It's like, all right, let's see what comes up. Street Racer. Dude, that was the problem. I, I I googled you know Genesis racing games and it's like, okay, well it's, we've used virtual racing. I don't think it's super hang on. I know Road Rash music when I hear it. It's not that. Outruns not multiplayer. Uh, fuck, I'm fucked. <laughs> yeah, so, um, wow, John, fascinating pick that I had no idea existed until this very moment. Like. It seems like a cool idea. Yeah, it uh, actually looks yeah. halfway decent. It's got do a little rip off of Road Rash, but do it in carts. I mean, everybody loved Mario Kart Battle Mode, so you know, yeah, try and rip off the Street Fighter characters, put them into carts. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like a good idea. And it's got a um, it's got a rumble mode in which it's just trying to force players out of an arena, and then there's a soccer mode where you play a soccer match with your carts. Word. Rocket League? Yeah, Rocket yeah, exactly. League. Exactly. <laughs> God damn, I didn't realize Rocket League ripped this off so hard. Yeah. You know, shameless. Unbelievable. Yeah, we're we're saying like Rocket League. I think it's really Rocket League is like Street Racer. Right. Yeah. You know, I can't believe Rocket League's still in business. How can they do that without being sued? <laughs> I you know. Unbelievable, truly. Yeah, it's I was gonna say interesting... like Oh, go ahead, David. No, that's fine. <laughs> no, no, no David, John was I, just going to pull something I, out of his ass. David, if you have something to say, say it. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just going to say, it's like every once in a while there's like a game that comes along that I've never heard of, but I feel like I should have, and Mario Kart, but Street Fighter sounds like something that I should know about. Like, yes. I want to <laughs> fucking play this game. Well observed, David. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, speaking of weird slang... Uh, so I was, you know, looking at, you know, images for this, and, uh, one of the things they have out there, uh, for Street Racer, it's an ad for the, like, PlayStation and Sega Saturn version of it. Uh, anybody know what the word Yob means? Y-O-B? Anybody want to look up the country of origin on that while I read this ad? <laughs> I'm looking it up now. Cool. So, Street Racer brings out the Yob in you. Revolutionary eight-player simultaneous split-screen action for PlayStation and Saturn with multi-taps. Four players for PC CD-ROM. Up to 27 stunning 3D tracks and backgrounds. Superb gameplay options including micro-mode, rumble-mode, and multiple-angle playbacks. 
intelligent CPU cars that adapt to your abilities. Four levels of difficulty that vary from easy to crazy, ideal for both learners and masters, loaded with hidden options and secret tracks. The essential racing and fighting cart game. 100% pure gameplay. So mad, it'll drive you round the bend. <laughs> that was good. It'll bring up a yob in you? Y-O-B, what the fuck is a yob? It's so two a yob is an uncultured person. It's a British slang, and it's derived from um, spelling boy backwards. Boy. Okay, ah. that's uh, which man. makes sense if they're talking about how the game will drive you mad. It's like, yeah, that definitely has a British tinge to it. God, I hope every game that we pick tonight has something to do with obscure British slang. <laughs> this, uh, you know. A bunch of yobs here playing Street Racer for the Genesis. Um, I, I am fascinated. Uh, you know, we don't have to get into it because Johnny, again, you, you picked the Genesis version, not the SNES, not the Saturn, not the PlayStation version of this game. So we can't talk about the Saturn and PlayStation's apparent eight-player split-screen gameplay using multi-taps. Um, wow, <laughs> ballsy! Wow. <laughs> That sounds terrible. I know, right? <laughs> like, One of the images for this is, you know, it's like, wow, that's a TV screen. That's a that's a classic, like, CRT TV split six ways. That looks awful. Like, <laughs> like so nope. if so if you split, so eight players, that means four, uh, eight boxes. You, yes, yeah. <laughs> like, you each, you each only get eight a quarter. Eight players equals eight boxes. You heard it here first. I don't <laughs> I'm trying to imagine because like the, these these consoles, the PlayStation and the Sat Saturn, were not like high res. They were still like mm -mm. 240p. So uh -huh. what's 240 divided by eight? That's like how many pixels you have vertically. Thirty. Thirty <laughs> is the answer, John. <laughs> and then 320 divided by eight is um. I should know this. Ninety. Forty. Forty. Come on, John. Three and four. Sorry. <laughs> so. so it's, 40 by 30 You're the computer pixels. scientist in the group. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I don't divide things by 8 that often. <laughs> I 100% divide things by 8 all the time. <laughs> it's okay, John. No, I don't, I, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> you know, fascinating game. Fascinating pick, quite frankly. You know, I, I, again, you know, ballsy choice, given that you just straight up refused to do your research and pick games that came <laughs> out in America. <laughs> like, um... <laughs> Is there anything else that you want to say for yourself, John, before it's time to move on to the next game? <laughs> I do think that the Genesis version does look pretty interesting. I watched some gameplay footage and was kind of shocked like a Genesis is doing this. Like, I didn't think they could. Um, I mean, right, you're right, because yeah, did... it's a Mega Drive. That <laughs> <laughs> Genesis never did it, John. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> that Genesis uh, didn't do what Nintendo didn't. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Seriously, do we do we get down to the question like, why aren't there like notable racing or like, uh, you know, w why do I feel like there aren't any good like classic racing games for the Genesis? What the fuck? Because there aren't. Yeah. <laughs> why? <laughs> like, you know, like, where's the Mario Kart? Where's the F Zero? Where's fucking RC Pro Am? Like, you know, where's something? Like, where's something for the Genesis to hang its hat on for a fucking racing game? Like. Because yeah, they didn't but... have Mode 7, they had Blast Processing. Mm-hmm. The Sega GT. 
but that right. was before the Genesis. Uh, but they did have, you know, like Super Hang On and uh, and Top. I'll oh, give it up to Outrun. Yeah, I love yeah. me some Outrun, but Outrun's not racing; it's just driving. It's you know the only thing That's you're true. racing is against the clock. Uh, so I don't oh, know. I mean, yeah. To be fair. Yeah, word. It did take word, right. Sega until like the mid to late 2000s before they got a kart racing game. Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing. Yeah. No, I mean seriously, maybe maybe Sega had some modicum of respect like that you know, say like a company like Sony just never had. Like Sega sees that you know Nintendo comes out with this fantastic uh, you know, racing game featuring their characters and it's like we can't just put out a Sonic Kart racing game right now. That'd be fucking an egregious ripoff. It, you know, it would it would humiliate us in these console wars. And years later, Sony's just like, oh, yeah, I think anything Nintendo does, we could pretty much just rip it off and put you know, like a colorful ball on it and call it our own thing. So it took Sega a long time to realize, like, yeah, kart racing game is long overdue. We probably should have done that years ago. <laughs> like, God. Sonic and Knuckles probably should have just been a kart racing game. That's just what I'm saying. Whoa! If you if you yeah. hot tank, you plug Sonic Two into Sonic and Knuckles, and it turns every uh, every track in the game into a fucking a racing cart, like a car oh. racing course. It's a good that idea. That would be amazing. I would actually love yeah. that. <laughs> I know. You know, picture uh, you know, picture everything in like Sonic Two being a Uniracers course, which it essentially is already. And uh, you know, <laughs> I so mean, I was that. I was on board. And then I heard Uniracers, and I wanted my hey. money back. Hey! Yeah, Uniracers I was, thinking, was cool. I was you thinking can't have your money back, though. Uniracers didn't make any money. They got sued. All, they lost all their money. <laughs> I was thinking Blue Spheres, but it's racing. Also like a good Blue idea. Blue Spheres special stages, but you're racing. See? Yeah. Genesis was capable of something vaguely 3D. Why wasn't there fucking more racing games? What the fuck? Um, I, I was just I, I realizing that a Sonic kart racing game would pretty much be Sonic R, and then I got sad. Yeah. I'm sorry, David. Well, try to keep your feet right on the ground as uh, Johnny takes us to the next game. Game over! Shame on he you, mother. You were so close. Game three. Shame.
So, this game features a hidden boss and playable character whose design was aided by the input of the female staff so that they could properly depict a 14-year-old girl with appropriately girlish gestures. do have an additional piece of trivia if anyone feels that it would help them. You know, I, I don't think it would, but I'm <laughs> always intrigued by additional pieces of trivia. Uh, this is the final game in this series produced before the original company went into bankruptcy. 
That changes everything, David. Wow. I don't know. Jesse seems slightly more confident now. Oh my god, so much. Yeah. So let's see those answers. Uh, John Harrington says to catch a predator too furious. <laughs> um, sadly incorrect. I'd play the hell of that. Uh, Jesse says Box Boy Online, which is not a game, but I wish it was. Surprising everyone, John Regan has the correct answer. This is King of Fighters 2000. Oh, that's why it all sounds familiar. Okay. Johnny was willing to take on those search terms, baby. <laughs> um, yeah, before we discuss this game, Johnny, how? Game four. Yeah. <laughs> Bailout, baby. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, yeah, never ask Johnny how. <laughs> Ever. Yeah, oh, I didn't delete my tags, did I? No, you did. You sure did. You 100% okay. deleted those tags. I 100% did not look them up. I have actually played King of Fighters quite a lot. Really? Uh, okay, so now I know that I did not delete those tags. I'm a huge fan of uh, Terry Bogart. Um, Boggard. Boggard? Terry Bo- Boggart, he's a great guy. It's actually pronounced Thierry. Thierry Boggard. Yeah, he's okay. French, John. It's Thierry Bogard. All right, um, yeah, Thierry Bogard. Okay. He's- <laughs> okay. <laughs> Are you okay? Wee <laughs> wee. Oh, man. oh, Terry Bogart should absolutely grow a giant curly mustache. <laughs> oh God, Fucking Terry Bogart. Geese. Just picture, just picture an alternate Terry. <laughs> like. There's, there's Terry, there's girl Terry, and then there's Thierry, and he's just... It's Terry, but he's got a beret on, like... <laughs> no, that's the thing, it's Pierre Bogart. And he throws the beret. <laughs> yeah, throws the beret. Uh, he's got a grocery bag with, like, a carrot with a, a root and a baguette sticking out of it. He yeah. smokes cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, underneath like underneath his shirts. jacket, he's got a striped sweater. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> and he's a mime. <laughs> Yeah, oh. that's why. That's why he's my main. I love uh, Terry Bogart in King of Fighters 2000. I always pick the mime in any fighting game, and he's on the French wow. team. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Team France. <laughs> but of yeah. course. Uh-huh. Um, so Johnny, since you're the you know you're the big fan of this game, so you know when was the first time that you played the King of Fighters 2000? I think I first played it in uh, probably like fourth, fifth grade, sometime around then. Really? 1994? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, but this wow. King of Fighters 2000 released in 1994. Yeah, I had an uncle that worked at SNK. <laughs> he would get me games <laughs> way before they came out. You're you're talking about your uncle Terry? <laughs> yeah, Terry the guy who worked at SNK. <laughs> of course. Oh, Johnny, you have Damn. to see the DOGO. Uncle John's Uncle Terry, John's Uncle Shiggy, man, your family is dope. (laughs) You can't tell, but Johnny is 164th French. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, just when I get bored, I make baguettes, man. It's what I do. Like, I just. I don't even know why I do it. I just do it compulsively. (laughs) I don't even think about it. No wonder your dad owns an espresso machine. (laughs) 
<laughs> like I'll so, just awake um, I'll just awake from a daze and realize I've been making bread. Like, oh shit. <laughs> Typical millennial. Just making bread. <laughs> Probably gonna put avocado on it. Ugh. Then next yeah. he's gonna grow his avocados. <laughs> Uh, just prepared for the collapse of capitalism, making bread. Typical millennial. Um, anyway, so no, Johnny has never played this. Fuck off, John. Um, <laughs> you know, this is the King of Fighters 2000, which, David, I am certain you played in the year 2000. We all graduated eighth grade, and you hit, you went to, uh, you know, fucking Japan for uh, for a graduation gift from eighth grade. And you played the shit out of King of Fighters 2000. Do I have that story correct? Uh, for the most part, yes. There's a small um, detail. It, it, the reason David went to Japan was because he was actually in a King of Fighters 2000 tournament and he won. Oh, man. Yeah, you, you want to talk about attending tournaments back around the, the, the year 2000. I can always tell the story about my parents getting divorced. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. At a King of Fighters tournament. <laughs> okay, so... That right there is a new free play jingle sound. <laughs> nope. That's the beauty of my oh. life, man. What a, It's a series of near misses. <laughs> I've missed the argument that was the ultimate catalyst to my parents' divorce because I was at a Pokemon tournament with John Regan and David at the Avenue yeah. Mall. <laughs> and okay. you released my Mewtwo Boom. the morning of. <laughs> what? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Pretty fucking wild. I fucked up that tournament real bad, lost, got my participation badge, rode home to David's house, spent the night, came back to my house and found out my parents were getting divorced. <laughs> it was dope. <laughs> um, so I just want to take a second to get us slightly back on track. Uh, John, that story about me is pretty much all correct with uh, just a few minor changes. I did not go to Japan as an 8th grade graduation present. I didn't get an 8th grade graduation present, and I played this game for the first time, like, two weeks ago. <laughs> That's about what I thought. Yeah, I, I know, David, you know, your 8th your grade present, like, uh, like all presents in your life, you just got bootstraps. And you know you've been pulling yourself up by him your entire life, and that's that's what's it's what's led you to finally discovering the King of Fighters 2000. I assume on a Switch eShop sale. <laughs> See, the thing is, like SNK fighting games have always been kind of a blind spot, and then Terry Bogart comes to Smash, and I was like, you know what? I need to sit down, and I actually need to play some of these. And then I was looking at all the games, like, oh god, there's a lot of these. Which one should I go for? And King of Fighters 2000 had all of the characters that I wanted to try in it, so I went for that. And this game's pretty fucking great. Not gonna lie. Fuck yeah, King of Fighters is great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the thing uh. that I liked about this is because, like, I had always heard, like, oh, the King of Fighters games, you know, you have to pick your teams of, like, set characters. Like, I don't want to do everything. And I was like, wait, I can actually choose three different characters, but it's not tag out, like, the versus Capcom series. Like, instead, each one is basically, like, a round. But right. what's cool about King of Fighters 2000 is you actually get a fourth character who you don't actually play as, but you can basically call in as an assist like three or four times during the match. I was like, wait a minute, so that's a huge fucking selection of characters. This is pretty great. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. King of Fighters. That's, uh... Yeah, they didn't take that title lightly. They they really were trying to give you a lot of characters, give you a lot of bang for that buck. Um, you know, I sadly, uh, I sadly, you know, I'm less familiar with most of the characters, but I, I think Jesse, uh, you know, he's he's way familiar with these uh, SNK series. So, you know, Jesse, who's your who's your go-to team in King of Fighters 2000? Oh boy, uh, usually Terry, of course, um, and then um, I really like Iori. He's good. And then usually I'll pick uh, maybe Keo, um, or uh, God, there's a couple others I can't remember their names right offhand, but there's a few other I put in that number three spot. So, so yeah, you know the uh, the wiki page for this is divided up between I guess this is what David was referring to. You get your members and you get your strikers. The strikers are, you, are basically you're saying like your call in, like your assist characters. Yeah. That's cool. Um, so, you know, but like, does that mean, like, so it says here, like, you know, does that mean you never get to play as like Geese or like Duck King? They're just strikers in this game or you, you can pick them, but later on you can, uh, I don't know. There are certain characters who are just set as strikers. Okay. So, so don't get to play as Geese. Don't get to play as Duck King, even though they're clearly the two dopest motherfuckers in the history of the universe. Um, but you can't but, summon them to like big I mean, smack your opponent. See, I'm cool with that. Yeah, you know, Geese coming in with the uh, the strong attacks. Duck King coming in with the confusing '90s fashion. That's that's my that's my shit right there. So you know, maybe this game's just fine. Um, I hate that this is a blind spot for me, man. I, I want to like this, especially you know. I've been thinking about this as I've been getting more into like professional wrestling. You know, it, it, you know, getting into pro wrestling helped me identify things like, uh, you know, that I like about like the Tekken series. It's like, you know, Tekken series got those guys up at the top. You, your real storyline guys, your Jens, your Kazuyas, Heihachi, and whatnot. And then you just got those mid-tier guys that are always involved in the tournament, but like they don't really serve any purpose. They just fucking fight each other, and it's entertaining. And I think King of Fighters is a lot like that. <laughs> like. <laughs> probably got some oh, story sure. guys and then it's just like oh yeah these guys uh, you know they're they're your blancos and your dulcims they don't really factor into this <laughs> they're just here and it's cool <laughs> so i hate having this as a blind spot i need to i need to rectify that i might need to jump on the uh, the switch shop later and get some king of fighters in my life i think you should um you that should. was one of the one of the reasons that I picked up 2000 as opposed to, like, 98, which is the super popular one, is uh, the Akari Warriors are in King of Fighters. Like, oh, yeah. they kind of got, like, molded in. And this is the game that introduced a character uh, from the Akari Warriors series named Whip. And it's just a woman who has this giant whip who hits you from, like, across the stage. It's like, I... I'm interested to see how she plays, uh, and she's a lot of fun to use. I really enjoy using her, just because I can keep my distance but not be like a projectile spammer. I'm just like smacking you from halfway across the screen. I like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Characters in fighting games need to use more whips and flails. I'm, uh, you know, thinking of my time with uh, Ivy and Soul Calibur. You can really piss some people off just uh, whipping them from across the stage. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Why hasn't there been a whip-based fighting game yet? You know, let's just uh, Arms. let's get some whips. Uh, yeah, that might be the closest. <laughs> Arms is essentially whip fighter. Uh, yeah, or would but it be, like, would it be whip fighter or would it be street whipper? 
I feel Whip if, fighter. If, if you could bring in Indiana Jones as a character, then you got yourself Street Whipper, for yeah. sure. Well, no, but no, Indy, you know, Indy doesn't fight on the streets, man. He, you know, he's a whip fighter. He doesn't, you know. No, well, he, have you not seen Raiders of the Lost Ark? All he does is fight in the streets throughout that whole movie. I remember a fight taking place near an airplane, and I remember the Ark of the Covenant, and uh, the rest of that movie's a big blur to me, John. <laughs> Actually, so. come to think of it, it's like, yeah, we should have an Indiana Jones in a fighting game, but it wouldn't be a street fighter, it would just be Temple Fighter. See? I'm into that, too. You know, Indiana Jones as a basis for a fighting game would be pretty great. You got a lot of good stages, and if everybody has whips... Uh, you know, you're you're really in business, and if everybody is more powerful when wearing a hat, then you're really talking. Like if that hat comes off, you got to press like uh, like down twice to to grab the hat and put it back on. You know, I'm telling you, you, you got a solid game there. I love the idea of an Indiana Jones fighting game where Short Round is banned from competitive play because he's short, so like all the attacks go over his head. So yeah, it's, it's Short Round. <laughs> Yoda from Soul Calibur, or is he Odd Job? <laughs> I want to play as uh, God, I forget his name, but he played Doctor Octopus. Oh man, oh, yeah, Alfred whoever Molina. Molina plays in the first yeah. uh, Indiana Jones movie. See, I I stick to my guns. I am a solid knight protecting the Holy Grail main. I'm telling you, it, you know, LaBeouf. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf mains. That's uh, that's my jam. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my God! Could you imagine? Nobody a stage wants to like play off- with the crystal skull, but yeah. I don't know. Could you man. imagine a stage like on the back of a truck, which is a bunch of really shitty CGI monkeys in the background? <laughs> vines, baby. So I'm all vines. about that. I'm all about that Sean Connery special movie where he pulls out the umbrella and gets that geese assist. That's what I want. Mm, that's pretty good. That's a good one too. But there's yeah. that one yeah, you, you can. You know, who could rip people's hearts out? It's a, I mean, that's a solid move. Yeah, so solid that it escaped the Indiana Jones series and made it into an actual fighting game series, which is <laughs> what we really should be talking about. Um, <laughs> David, is there anything really of substance to say about King of Fighters 2000? <laughs> Seems I like mean, we're King all really Fighters- all in on the indie thing. <laughs> I mean, King of Fighters is a great series. Um, I'm sad that I just recently got into it, but uh, I've really been enjoying King of Fighters 2000, and I'm looking forward to playing more of it. Word. Possibly with friends. That's always nice. So they're adding amiibo support, is what you're saying? <laughs> oh my god, I want... I mean, they have Terry I mean, amiibo. Eventually so. there will be a Terry amiibo, but I'm not gonna lie, if I could get, like, a a Yuri or a Blue Mary amiibo, I'd be all over that. Hell Pretty yeah. Good, so, you know, are you, uh... Are you thinking of picking up any other games from, uh, like, Fighters Pass characters? Are you, are you thinking about maybe uh, getting into Persona 5? Probably not, no. No? This was just a... It was, yeah. <laughs> uh, King of Fighters, are you saying it's much more accessible than the Persona series? <laughs> um... Yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it, David. Do, you know, it's not like you need a different system. Oh, right, they didn't release Persona 5 on the Switch. So, you know, God damn it. You know, um... Well, that, yeah. I mean, I already have, like, a 100-hour JRPG featuring a character in the Smash Brothers Fighters Pass. Do I really need to do another one? <laughs> David, let me tell you something about being an addict. 
Yes, you do need another one. <laughs> Whether you finish it or not, you know, <laughs> that's never been a hindrance to, you know, in me buying a, uh, a game. <laughs> like, uh, just talk to, again, my copy of Monster Hunter World I bought a month before my son was born. What a <laughs> fool I was. <laughs> that's fair. S- seemed like such a good idea at the time, but... Uh, but anyway, you know what else yeah. is a good idea? Uh, buying some King of Fighters games on Switch eShop. I highly recommend doing that. Word. Are those in a bundle, or are they just selling those as, like, the arcade classics? They're like the arcade classics individual. Okay, I'm cool with that. I mean, you know, I've been uh, perusing that lately, uh, you know, uh, peek behind the scenes also before I selected my game for this week. One of my go-to moves is browse the Switch eShop for something that is on sale and fits the theme. And go for it, baby! <laughs> and, uh, you know, I didn't find anything this week, but, uh, yeah, that sounds like something, uh, something I'll be keeping an eye out for. Because, yeah, I, I, yeah, it's been a long time since I attempted an SNK fighter. I'm talking all the way back to, uh, like, Capcom versus SNK 2 on the GameCube. So it, it's time for me to revisit the SNK universe. Uh, I, I need to get back into that shit. Again, I'm, I'm a professional wrestling fan now, so I can get into you know, second and third tier fighting game series and fucking enjoy them. I don't, you know, there's, uh, you know. I like how that's the bar. <laughs> it is! Yeah, that's the thing. Years ago, I, I, I couldn't wrap my head around it. <laughs> like, I don't know these characters all that well. This isn't all that good. And it's like, actually, no, it's really good. I should have fucking continued playing that. What a fool I was. And now it's like, yeah, I understand. Everything has its own value. I should fucking, you know. Professional wrestling's taught me that. Thank you, Jesse. So <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah, uh, I have appreciation for things that are, uh, you know, never going to be the main event like King of Fighters. Uh, anyway, uh, David, anything else on the King of Fighters? You, King of Kings? Uh, no. Hell yeah, man. Keep it going. Game four.
right, so uh, this is our fan request. Wait, guys, stop talking about Big Trouble in the Discord. <laughs> this is our fan request. <laughs> nope, can't, um, can't break away. Sorry, man. <laughs> so, uh, trivia for this game. When Atlas released this game in the United States, they removed the original Japanese voices of the character intro quotes and replaced them with English subtitles because they didn't have the time to hire a production company to do ADR. Searching for love. Jesse, do you have an answer? Uh, John and Johnny, are you done answering things in the Discord? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What we're doing in the Discord is none of your concern, sir. <laughs> yeah, Puggy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, <laughs> Johnny Erickson says, big trouble. Uh, Jesse has a drawing of Dick Boss. Woo! And John Regan says Trap Gunner. Somehow, that is the hat trick. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't think I could even lift that piece. Oh, I love that. Um, uh, more specifically, this is Trap Gunner. Uh, and this is our fan request from Dell in the Discord. Okay, cool. Thanks, Del. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> w- uh, so, uh, what, what's Trap Gunner, David? I, yeah, I'm yeah. having a hard okay, time seeing so... how this is more interesting than Big Trouble. <laughs> uh, Trap Gunner <laughs> is actually a really interesting game. Um, I have not played it because uh, it was a game that came out for the original PlayStation. Um and when Dell requested this in the Discord, he described it as 90s as hell, and it pretty much kind of is. Uh, but it actually looks like a super cool concept. It's like a top-down shooter 
slash fighting game. Um, you can shoot at people or you can perform melee combos. Uh, but before you actually like engage with the other person, you can set traps. So you can kind of like explore the little arena in the stage and you can leave traps and explosives and then kind of shoot at people and force them to run away and kind of trick them into like running into these explosives. So it's it's basically like a, a one-on-one kind of arena game, but there's definitely an element of strategy to it. Like, like I said, it was on the original PlayStation, so I never played it, but as I was looking at it, it's like, wow, this is a really cool concept and this seems like something that I definitely like would have played over at a buddy's house like let's load up you know let's play Mario Kart 64 let's play you know Smash Brothers Mario Party let's load up Trap Gunner let's play GoldenEye you know like it seems like one of those so like you're saying this is a game you would have desired to play like you know I've literally never heard of this game so I don't know if this is a game you would have been capable of playing like you know, I, I believe that you would have been able to play this at a buddy's house had you been buddies with Dell, uh, you know, growing up. But, you know, no, uh, like, this this game sounds cool, but was this game, like, a thing? Did this, uh, I don't think this made a dent in America, but, you know, yeah, I'm looking at it now and it looks cool. Like, it, you know, I, I hate finding out about things like this. Like, <laughs> this should have been more popular, shouldn't it? Yeah, this looks fucking cool. Uh, what was it uh, that we did a few weeks ago? Silent Bomber. It's like, yeah, that sounds dope. Like, all you attack with is bombs. It's like Trap Gunner. Uh, fighting game, vaguely Bomberman-esque. But, you know, you set traps and try to drive people into the traps. Dope. That should be, uh, that should be a more popular game. That sounds great. <laughs> yeah, like, it was apparently, from what I saw, like reading about it it was well reviewed um i don't know if it sold well but it was considered like a sleeper hit like it was one of those kind of underground things um but yeah it seemed like i said it seems like a fucking awesome game because you've got all these traps you have like a mine that you can sneak in and it'll explode um you can you've got bombs that you can like remotely detonate uh there's a thing called a force panel where basically it forces the other person, like, you throw it on the ground, and if somebody steps onto it, it forces them to run in a certain direction. So you can, like, chain those together to force people to run into, like, bombs or mines or explosives. Wow. Okay, now that I kind of love. That sounds like my kind of trap. Like, uh, shit, what's that game? Uh, you know. So, like, you set the you set the force run trap, and it turns the game into, like, some, like, choo-choo rocket. Like, it just makes things run into a certain spot, and you, you catch it or kill it. Like, that, uh, you know, that sounds pretty fucking cool, man. Um, damn. And it Why was interesting, because... <laughs> I don't know. I really don't. <laughs> it looks Because I was really looking cool. up gameplay of it. I was looking up gameplay of it. It's like, okay, well, maybe it's really busted. Maybe it's really broken. It's glitchy or something. And, like, the match starts... And the two people are just running around, like, scattering traps. And, like, once they lay down all their traps, then they kind of... It becomes almost like a stealth thing where they're trying to, like, shoot and then cover and run away. And then, like, eventually they just kind of... One person will force the other into a trap. And then they spring on them and then shoot them down or get up real close and do, like, a melee combo against them. Like, it seems like such a cool idea. But... Like you said, I had never heard of this before. Yeah, nah, it sounds dope. 
Sounds like a perfect Dell pick for the show, quite frankly. Uh, yeah, I love reading about, like, <laughs> read the description. Trap Gunner pins, pits several special agents who are skilled in assassination and demolitions against one another in a fight to the death. Like, all right, you've got my 14-year-old attention. That sounds fucking great. <laughs> like, you know, we, uh, <laughs> we blow buildings. We also kill people. And it's a fighting game. Like... <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> uh, let's see. You know, what are the things that kids love? Killing things, blowing up buildings, <laughs> and competition. Like, fuck yeah. <laughs> Put all those things together. You, you got something pretty fucking sweet. Um, and yeah, I love and also. Cool uh, I'm it's... looking at Har Hardcore Gaming 101 says, you know, assigning a genre is no easy task, but it can be best described as a strategy shooting fighting game. And it's a one-on-one -on -one combat game, like, dope. That sounds great. <laughs> and I, I was going to say, like, the arenas, I don't want to undersell it where it's just kind of, and I'm meaning no disrespect in this comparison, but like, you know, Bomberman games, it's just like a series of tunnels and pillars and everything. Sure. The arenas are 3D, so there are like ramps and staircases and like multiple levels that you can kind of hide behind and go around, like... It's a pretty involved fucking game. Johnny, stop yawning. We're talking about something exciting. Sorry about trapping them gunners, baby. The explosions look good, too. Yeah. You know, I'm just, you know, like, now that I'm thinking about this, it, like, you know, I, I, I'm looking at images and I'm reading about it and it sounds pretty cool. Like, you know, you got kind of a, you know, techno future type setting. You're setting traps and going around these areas and trying to, you know, trick and kill each other. All of this sounds like it'd be better, and I, you know, no, no disrespect, certainly no disrespect to Trap Gunner, but this would be dope with like a cartoon aesthetic, you know, like cell damage or something. Like, if you could be setting like Looney Tunes esque Acme traps for things, like if this was a Roadrunner arena fighter, then we're really talking like, you know, just some uh, some silly cartoon shit. Like, oh yeah, you, know, you don't want to walk through that panel because the fucking, you know, anvil could drop on your head. Oh, no, you dodged the anvil. Actually, you stepped onto a plank and the anvil dropped onto that and it launched you through the ceiling. Like, you know, I'm, I'm picturing more situations where we could have a 3D strategy <laughs> trap-based, like, fighting game. And I'm like, yeah, actually, Looney Tunes would be pretty goddamn good for that. <laughs> That'd be pretty dope. That, that might be, like, what this game was missing because the the characters are kind of cool but <laughs> but i mean like the characters it's a very like late 90s anime cyberpunk aesthetic like if you if you close your eyes and picture like hmm anime cyberpunk like that's the cast of this game like yeah. if they had a little more dare i say personality like some original like cartoon characters Maybe this would have taken off. Yeah, I was going to say, like, looking at it, I'm like, yeah, it's just kind of vaguely anime-ish, cartoon-ish. Like, even if it had some obscure license, like if this was the Eon Flux game. Or Woody then, Woodpecker. Uh, yes, Eon Flux or Woody Woodpecker. <laughs> you know, uh, both one and the same. Um, it would have been, a, you know, it would have been great, like... But yeah, I mean, no, if you want to stick with like the cyberpunk, you know, thing, like make it a make it a tie-in with uh, fucking Eon Flux. If you want to make it sillier, again, go with Looney Tunes, go with Woody Woodpecker. You know, uh, I don't know, like yeah, you know, seems like a good concept uh, for a game that just uh, you know, it it's just kind of lost in the morass. It's just like 
you know, this is just, uh, you know, again, it's like uh, Silent Bomber. It's like Burning Rangers. It's just, these are things that aren't a thing anymore. Like, they're just lost to the 90s. And it's like, damn, if that had a license to it, somebody would remember this game a lot more. Cool concept, just missing that extra oomph. Yeah. Strange to me that they couldn't get somebody to pick up that concept. Like, you know, they, they had to be shopping this around. Like, you know. Not everything back then was trying to create a franchise on, like, every go-around, so it's like, okay, Trap Bomber's probably not going to be a fucking, or Trap Gunner's probably not going to be a, you know, a franchise, but, you know, maybe we can get a franchise to adopt it. No? Shit. Because, you know, this would have been a pretty, also, you know, like, even, you know, if it took up the Bomberman mantle, like, Bomberman but fewer bombs. Lesser Bomberman. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm just spitballing yeah. here, but like, you know, it, hey, it just needed. What would, what would make Bomberman better? Hmm, less bombs. Yeah. Ah, what if, you're fired. What if besides the bombs, you know, he also just, I don't know, had like bear traps. You know, not only can he break your fucking head with a ratchet, but he can snatch your ass up in a bear trap. <laughs> like, what I about mean, to that? be fair, if this is what Bomberman Act Zero was, I would have played a lot more of Bomberman Act Zero. See, word. There's worthwhile concepts in here. So, Johnny, um, contact Atlas. See about acquiring the license for a GTT Rap Gunner. We're going to call it Game That Trap Gunner. Uh, and it's going to be oh, an man, arena fighter. With GTT characters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's going to star our various uh, video game playing uncles. Um, Is Dick Boss know. in it? That's all I oh, want to no. know. Obviously. Johnny. <laughs> No spoilers, John. Of course there's Dick Boss. What's the matter with you? Why would you even say that? Like, you have to set a trap to lure out the Dick Boss. That's how the game works. No, Dick Boss is the final unlockable character. Yeah. You gotta turn that floor into a big old pussy. And then the Dick <laughs> Boss comes out. <laughs> Just picture it, John. Like, you draw. You play, as all, you play as all four of us, Uncle Shiggy. Our close personal friend Ryan Drake, and then eventually you unlock <laughs> Dick Boss. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, only through Game Shark can you actually play as Dick Boss. But yeah, the, the you know, Dick Boss is like the master hand of GT Trap Gunner. <laughs> oh. yeah. I was just gonna say it's the master hand. You get to the final stage and it floats down from the top. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready to beat this Dick Boss? Oh God! God. <laughs> Damn, yes, of course, Game That Tunes game has a final boss called Master Dick. <laughs> Why wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, God, and then the sequel's going to have Crazy Dick. It's going to be fucked up. <laughs> I just can't wait for all the George Lucas minigames. Yep. <laughs> That's who's secretly behind it. George Lucas is the taboo of Game That Tune. Oh, He's no. running the, the dicks. So does that mean similar to Subspace Emissary where you can unlock Rob? Does that mean that you can unlock and play as the microwave? Yes, of course. <laughs> oh, yeah. The microwave's setting all the traps. That's my main. <laughs> oh, it's the God. You don't play okay, as yourself? So. No. I'm slow. New Patreon goal: <laughs> recast Super Smash Brothers Brawl with nothing but Game That Tune references, and uh, yeah, it's gonna be disgusting and full of dicks. <laughs> so. Oh boy, um, David! I'm still trying else? to get over Master Dick and Crazy Dick. 
I'm just saying, picture like a dick floating in and shooting out lasers. Meanwhile, the other dick is just flopping around on the stage <laughs> and hurting you. <laughs> That's game that tune defined in a game, baby. <laughs> uh, no question. Game five. Thank you. Uh, wait, before we go on, I, I do want to <laughs> say thanks again to Dell for the request. Love you, Dell.
Alright, so um, when this game first came out, it was praised for using the Marvel vs. Capcom tag team fighting system uh, while adding uh, new features and like assist takeover moves. But at the same time, um, at the launch, it was also criticized for the lack of characters, uh, a no, no story mode at the time, and highlighted the fact that this game was supposed to be celebrating 25 years of its uh, IP and um, only featured characters from four of the series. It's answer time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, we got a hat trick, more or less. Johnny drew a, a Megazord made of dicks, uh, so that counts. Um, this is it. Sure does. <laughs> this is Power Rangers Battle for the Grid. And Now this game, I see a puzzled look on your face, John. What's up? 
No, it, it, it's more, it's just on my end for scorekeeping, because Johnny's gotten every game right tonight. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> oh, shit. What? <laughs> so, I mean, to be fair, it's episode 199. We know what episode 200 is going to be, so that tracks. That I tracks. maintain. What? Um, yeah, this game is fucking great. Um, like it is way better than it has any right to be at the same time. Maybe it has every right to be this good because this game unlocked some kind of weird nostalgia. I didn't realize I had and (laughs) like, I just, I fell hard back in love with power Rangers again. And it's almost scary. Like, um, like, I don't know if you guys have ever fooled around with Pluto TV. It's like this weird free TV service that you can watch. And it's got a whole bunch of uh, channels of just, like, the shit that you would, you know, might want to watch. And they've got this Sentai channel. It's just fucking, like, Ultraman, all the, uh, um, like, uh, Kamen Rider and all the Japanese Power Ranger shows. And so I've been just watching, like, those because they got the cool suits and stuff. And, uh, but then pl- and playing this game and, like, the fighting is really fucking good. Um, and it takes place in this really fucked up awesome storyline where there's a, like, like, you thought Tommy was evil when he was the Green Ranger. No, this is evil fucking, I go into other timelines and kill other Power Rangers to take their, their morpher coins so no. I can get their powers and be more powerful. Oh, and the Pink Ranger, Kimberly, is known as the Ranger Slayer, and she helps me. And they're here to fuck shit up, and they killed Rita, Repulsa, and stuff. And, Whoa. like, what? so, like, the, like, regular timeline Rangers are like, hey, we gotta fucking stop this. And, like, like regular Tommy's like, yeah, I'm pretty fucked up in that universe. And, uh, it's... <laughs> Sorry, guys, that alternate me sucks. <laughs> yeah. But, but also is kind of cool. <laughs> Yeah, it's fucking badass. And, like, uh, fucking the original, uh, Tommy did, like, a cool commercial for, like, this comic series that is kind of based on the game and stuff. Uh, I think called Shattered Grid. And, um, and it's, it's fucking dope, man. This game, the fighting is super fun. Um, it's like one of those fighting systems where, like, it's kind of easy to get into, but, like, if you play against some skilled players, you'll get your shit kicked in. Um, Right, <clears throat> but like, like I was as I was playing it, I was like, "Hey, John was saying he loves uh, fighting games where you can tag in and out, and it's a, a three three person tag thing, and you can uh, tag people in and out, or you can just summon them for an assist, or You're you right. can do like a a double assist where both guys jump out and uh, attack. Oh um, man! So you can like chain attacks and assist together. It's really cool. Um. See, that's the thing, that sounds dope, and like I was watching and like monitoring the development and release of this game, and you know, I want to play it because like I've played a little bit of the Power Rangers fighting games for like SNES. But this all is way the stuff, better. All the stuff reminded me like I didn't like Power Rangers. <laughs> like you know, as I feel like it's weird, man. Power Rangers as a kid seriously as like a six or seven year old kid might have helped me 
truly develop my sense of fucking, like, ironic detachment. Like, I could recognize at a pretty young age that that show sucked. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, that's just some dudes in costumes. Why are sparks coming off of things when they hit each other? This is, uh, clearly, you know, these segments at the juice bar are not the same as, uh, <laughs> you know, should not be part of this. Like, this is weird, and I, you know, I can't put my finger on it, but something's fucking weird about it. And now I'm looking back, I'm like, man, I really wish I could have just enjoyed that goddamn show, because, like, you know, I would love to just jump into Power Rangers Battle for the Grid and be like, yeah, fuck yeah. Give me, like, you know, 12 colors of ranger. That's my shit. <laughs> and there was part of me that, like, I saw the Power Rangers movie. I was pumped when, you know, in, like, the series when they brought out the Green Ranger and he summoned the Dragon Zord. I was captivated yeah. when he became the White Ranger. However, I still thought the series was so fucking dumb. <laughs> so it's just like, you know, but, but, like, I remember, like, you know, when they replaced Rita Repulsa with Lord Zed. It's like... Yeah, okay, that's that's pretty dope. Like, look at that fucking freaky motherfucker. Like, that's cool. <laughs> I still had some recognition that that series sucked. <laughs> like, you know, I, I, I wish I had full-blown nostalgia for this series. I want full-blown Power Rangers love, but I never had it. Oh, man. I, this game, though, like, you'll be fighting, and in the background, you'll have, a, like, a fucking giant Goldar fighting a Zord. God, and, like, I fucking love so Goldar! Cool. And, like, fucking... Oh, you can play as Goldar. Um, okay, now, also, so. also, okay, so this is the thing that I think is really cool, is so, whenever you pick your team, then you get to pick your Zord. You can pick uh, the Megazord, the Dragon Zord, uh, I think it's the Speed Force Zord, or right. Giant Goldar. And, oh. um, so, uh, like, halfway through the fight, this little, like, symbol thing will pop up under your health bar, and that means you can summon your Zord, so you hit both the bumper buttons, and then all of a sudden a giant fucking fist slams down into the ground, or, like, a huge sword slams into the ground and slices the dude, or, like, Dragon Zord's tail will flop down onto the ground onto the guy, and you can chain it to a combo and stuff. And it's just, I don't know, it's really cool just seeing a giant... Like, I know some people are like, why don't you get in the swords? It's like, man, I don't know, I think it's kind of cool to see, like, a big fucking leg stomp on the enemy, you know? Yeah, dude. <clears throat> yeah. Goes back to fucking, like, Mortal Kombat 3. Jax's fatality. For no yeah. reason, you turn huge and stomp those motherfuckers. That's yeah. cool. But, uh, yeah, see, and, you know... I, I like a game that can give you give you the ranger level and the zord level, you know? Like, I, I want some ranger level fighting and some zord shit. Like, uh, you know, the, the Power Rangers fighting games for, uh, like, Super Nintendo were all, like, zord shit. It's like, all right, yeah, your fighting is two zords, and, like, the stage is the mall. I'm like, well, that's dangerous. You're going to destroy that goddamn mall. <laughs> like, you know, there's people around. It's like, no, 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 you need to fight as the rangers first, and then you got to summon those zords. You know, that's, that should, you know, like the ultra combo needs to be the Zord. <laughs> yeah. Well, I sometimes that's the combos how the, do. Oh. Uh, the Sega Genesis version of the Power Rangers fighting game was actually like that. He had a fight as a Ranger, and then he did a fight with the Zord. Well, who would have ever known that, John? They didn't have kart racers, so why would I have ever played a Sega Genesis <laughs> game? Like, seriously, what the fuck? Like, uh. I mean, some of their special moves involved the Zords, like, uh, uh, Tommy's he uses he uh, 
plays his flute dagger, and then um, <laughs> Dude, fucking Dragon's flute fires fucking rockets out of his hands onto the enemy, which is pretty cool. Yep. Now, you know, seriously, you know, real talk, like, you know, White Ranger cool, but Green Ranger, the maybe the coolest thing ever. Like, you know, seriously, yeah. like, Dragon Zord one flute dagger that controls the dragon sword too um yeah. you know and i have no three that's it just you know dragon sword and flute dagger that's all you need baby <laughs> like, i will that's... say uh white evil white ranger which is lord draken which is uh, basically evil tommy does look pretty fucking badass Dope. so um yeah and I, I mean, also, wasn't like Green Ranger? Wasn't he essentially just the rest of the Rangers? But he also had like, uh, like uh, some shoulder pads on, like yeah. dope look. Yeah, <laughs> he looks badass. Uh, Jason eventually got those shoulder pads too, so you can <gasps> believe the uh, Red Ranger with those. Um, there's this one awesome mm. episode called Forever Red, and they take like every Red Ranger that's ever been in uh, Power Rangers. Shut and up. They, uh, yeah, it's so cool when they team up and and uh, fight. Um, I forget who it is, but that's pretty pretty rad. I love like all the crossover stuff they've done. Like they, they crossed over with the Ninja Turtles. I think we mentioned that last time. We probably did. Which is still crazy to me. But um, I mean, so like so when the- all the Red Rangers cross over, do they all get like the epaulets or do they, you know... Um, well, I don't, I forget. I don't think they all do. I think just Jason does. Cause. I just feel like eventually those epaulets should have been part of every ranger's costume. Because, like, you know, the Green Ranger kind of brought him out, focus grouped him. It's like, yeah, this guy's the coolest fucking ranger you ever had. Like, all the rangers need shoulder pads now. Yeah. And, yeah. It, it, it feels like they should have slowly adopted them. Like, you know, you earn your stripes. No, you earn your fucking, your Power Ranger shoulder pads. <laughs> like, you know. Billy, stop being such a bitch. Take those glasses off. Get contacts. You got your fucking shoulder pads, baby. Yeah. Uh, I can't think of what uh, the other qualifying things for all the other ranges would be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Zach, regrow your finger. Uh, now you've got your fucking epaulets. <laughs> you, yeah. Now you're, you got your shoulder pads. Do you not know, Dave? Do you not know the Black Ranger only has nine fingers? No, I did not know that. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> Uh, yeah, fucking, uh, the Black Ranger only has nine fingers, <laughs> you know, huh. so when he regrows that finger, he gets his badass Black Ranger shoulder pads, that's what I'm saying, like, the the shoulder pads were a good look, they should have been on everybody. So, Jesse, it's a, like, as a fighting game, it's a solid game, because I'm Why? not gonna lie, I have been seriously considering getting this game, it I looks really fucking cool. I shoulder really pad. fucking enjoy it, like, it's, it's like a four-button... Um, fighter, you got a light, medium, heavy, and, and special attack buttons. Um, you, you know, you build up your bar. Uh, you have like a one bar special, and then you have like a two bar special. Um, and it's tag. Um, trying to think of other. Is it like Street Fighter combos, or is it like Mortal no, Kombat? It's more like. Maybe more like Tekken if that makes sense. Like. You don't do like you know spins. It's more like like forward and the, the attack, or back in the attack, or just the attack. You know, and then you chain those moves together and stuff. Okay. At least that's the, what I how I've been playing it, and it seems to be working okay. Um, 
I might have to break down and get this, because like I said, I have been really looking at this game. It's like, it looks like a lot of fun. I've been really fucking digging it, and the story mode is really good. Um, and I, I don't know, I just like the ranger designs. And, uh, like, I've been fucking, uh, watching this YouTube video. I'm almost done with it because it's like an hour and a half long of this dude reading, uh, the comic that's kind of based on this. <laughs> and, like, he's showing the panels of the comic, too, and he's describing it really well, and <laughs> it's very captivating because it's like, oh, I'm getting all this cool Power Rangers info on this as Johnny yawns, which Sorry. is great. That's <laughs> all good. Ignore Johnny. But yeah, it's a fucking. It's I've been, I've been really enjoying. It. It's probably one of my favorite fighting games I've played lately, which you know I don't play a ton of them, but this one. Is, I mean, even I still, playing. that's <laughs> that's high price. I think I might look into this. Yeah, no, I mean, honestly, like I said, the only thing that was holding me back from like wanting to play that was just a lack of Power Ranger nostalgia. It's like. No, Power Ranger Tag Battle sounds fucking dope. I don't know if I'd like Power Rangers enough to play it, but, like, yeah, you know, I, I would play it. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I'll wait for a sale. But, like, on your recommendation, yeah, I'll eventually bust that out. That sounds fucking great. But, um, I also, you know, thought it'd be fun to have a lightning round. <laughs> shit so uh this lightning round i'm going to give you a name and you're going to tell me if it was a monster from season one of power rangers or a bad wrestling name <clears throat> fuck yeah <laughs> johnny i'll start with you grumblebee power rangers Correct. David. Pudgy Pig. Oh, that's Power Rangers. God damn it, I wanted that one. John. Shark Boy. That's a wrestler. Correct. Johnny. Pegasus Kid. Uh, wrestler. That's right, Chris Benoit. Pegging um, those kids. <laughs> David. <laughs> Pumpkin Rapper. Power Rangers. Correct. It's David watched season one of Power Rangers. <laughs> John. I fucking loved Power Rangers, man. Disco Inferno. That's a wrestler. Correct. Oops. Uh, Johnny. Um, Boogeyman. Say it again. Boogeyman. Power Ranger. Incorrect. It's a wrestler. Oh. He eats oh, worms. No. Um, the Red Rooster, David. I'm... I, I feel like Power Ranger? Incorrect. He's a wrestler. <laughs> John. Uh, jellyfish Warrior. That's got to be Power Rangers. Yeah, or yeah. the ultimate, the ultimate warrior's cousin. 
Yeah, I wish <laughs> I was a wrestler. The ultimate warrior, but you gotta piss on him. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's the best version. <clears throat> Johnny, uh. spit flower. Uh, Power Ranger. Correct. David, blue meaning. Wrestler. Correct. Oh, David, Arachnaman. <laughs> I mean, John, Arachnaman. Wrestler. Correct. Woo! Johnny, Firebreaker Chip. Wrestler? Correct. Wow. David. That's what it is. I was thinking of Chunky Chicken, who was the uh, Power Rangers yeah. enemy. David, Babe Ruthless. Such a good I'm babe. I'm going to say Wrestler? Power Ranger. Oh! Really? Yeah. John, Terra Ryzen. I'm going Power Rangers. Nope, it was Triple H's first name. Shit! Uh, Johnny, Commander Crayfish. <gasps> oh, God, I hope that's a Power Ranger. It is. Good. <laughs> or Power Ranger villain, I should say. Not yeah. a Power Ranger. Yeah. Right. David. <laughs> Dude, none of these David. are Power Rangers. <laughs> Mr. Tickle Sneezer. That's gotta be Power Ranger. That's correct. Mr. Pussy Crusher. <laughs> and John, Two-Headed Parrot. That's gotta be a Power Rangers villain, right? That's right. Alright, so the score is Johnny 4, uh, David 4, and John 5. Goddamn, Jesse, that was a quality-ass lightning round. <laughs> I forgot that old wrestling gimmicks used to suck. <laughs> like, oh yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. So uh, unless there's something else on you know Power Rangers uh, in general or Power Rangers Battle for the Grid, then it's time to send it over to the calculating computer for this one. Calculating computer activated. Leaps. As John's trivia said, a diddling scandal. It's <laughs> <laughs> you, Johnny. Scoring complete. This game's winner is... John Regan. Un-fucking-believable. Um, I wow. ran a perfect game. <laughs> In fairness, you ran a perfect game because I gave you a fucking charity point at the beginning of the game on my game, not realizing that you were going to subsequently yeah. get every game right. That's... Uh, See, that's, and that's why I you drew, uh, Megazord made out of dicks for another game, <laughs> and got a point you for that as well. Never give to charity, people is the <laughs> lesson. <laughs> guys like Johnny are just gonna squander it on Megazord dicks. Uh, you know what the fuck, John? Uh, congratulations, fantastic game, you motherfucker. Um, I, you know, I think though, even uh, taking away your Winning points, I, I, I think uh, you still crushed the lightning round hard enough that you would have won the game. So, uh, well done, John. Congratulations. You've won tonight's episode. Unbelievable that you would win episode 199. It seems like a bad decision from a you know, bad creative team. 
But, you know, in a true Game That Tune fashion now, you do get to choose a theme for our milestone episode, episode 200. Good God, John Regan gets to select the theme for our 200th episode, and Johnny... I uh, I am waiting with bated breath to know what you have selected. Game that tune. Free play. Call me the ass man. Do you think when Michael Richards comes, he leaves the room and then bursts in the door? Oh God, I hope so. I love the. The detailed list of things he would like to do with an ass. He never said fuck. I got a picnic basket. God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> He's swinging that penis around with only one hand. Like, I hate you, but kind of like you. When I was in kindergarten, I declared I was going to marry my Sega Genesis. I feel like I missed a chapter or two in this story. No reason penis can't have more than one use. This one's huge! Oh. Let's just stop this and do a movie commentary for the Flintstones movie. <laughs> Mother brain gonna make you suck this dick, 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 dick. Bitch. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> so. So it's a free play? Uh, no, unsurprisingly. It's going to be case based off the movie Big Trouble. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, games featuring Tom Sizemore or Johnny Knoxville. No, it's going to be a free play, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, unsurprisingly, you know, you should be able to see through, uh, you know, our kayfabe at this point and know that when Johnny wins, it's going to be a free play in the next episode. So yeah, Johnny wins, uh, episodes like this. Wow. What a, what a show it's going to be. Guys, we're coming up on 200 episodes. What a, what a, what a show. What a milestone. What the fuck, man? Seriously, that, you know, that's, the, that was what I was going to say. What the fuck have we been doing? <laughs> Um, it's, it's going to be a blast. We're going to, we're going to do a fantastic free play for episode 200. So everybody listening, get your requests in everybody that can leave a voicemail. We expect you to leave a voicemail shouting us out. Uh, you know, uh, say anything you want, quite frankly, you know, next week's episode, uh, it's going to be, you know, the definition of absurdity, man. It's going to be a, a little taste of absurdity at the, at the end of April. Uh, some April absurdity, if you will. A uh, concept that didn't escape our first year on the air. Um, <laughs> it's it's going to be a blast. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to have a fantastic free play. And, uh, yeah. That's all there is to it. I, you know, we can't get we can't get all, uh, you know, reminiscent on this episode because we're going to save that for next episode. So thank you, everybody, so much for listening to episode 199 of Game That Tune. Uh, if we come back next week, it's going to be great. Uh, thank you to everybody watching along with us live. Uh, we're live every Wednesday night. We're on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. Thanks for checking us out. Chatting along in our chat box. Uh, hit us up in Discord or any of those services. Chat along with us. We love interacting with you guys. Thanks to everybody checking out uh, us in podcast form. We're available on Wednesday. Or no, excuse me. We're available Tuesday mornings in any podcast uh, device. So, uh, you know, listen to us. Enjoy. Rate, review, subscribe, all that bullshit. And, uh, you know, you know, fucking foist this podcast upon your friends, you know, next time, uh, next time you have somebody, you know, captive in your house, play game that tune, you know, maybe we'll get a new subscriber out of it. I'm just saying, 
Um, thanks to everybody checking out patreon.com slash game that tune. It's the home for our awesome exclusives. We've got Jesse's covered up show. We've got the game that tune gems show where we take a look back at music from 30, 20 and 10 years ago. We're going to get our, uh, movie commentaries going again soon. And we're going to be taking your suggestions for movies. We're, we're jettisoning, jettisoning the entire like video game movie concept. And we're just going to watch movies that we feel like fucking watching and, uh, perhaps put it to you guys as a vote. Uh, we've been mulling over a lot of options, but the point is, we want to goof off, have a lot of fun, watch a lot of movies, and uh, provide you guys with some fun, entertaining content. So yeah, check out patreon.com slash gamethattune. We appreciate you guys checking us out there. Special thanks to our super fan tier producers over there. Patreon, Alex Messenger, Lance Revere, Damian Beckles, Bradford Stevens, Daniel Perky, Chrono, Dominic Guy, Kelly Um, Taylor Y, and Sam L. You guys are all fantastic fellas, and we appreciate everything you've done to support the show. Um, check us out in our 24-7 video game music live stream. We're now at twitch.tv slash GTT Radio. Check us out there. Uh, give us a follow. We're you know going to hit that affiliate status hard. We're going to fuck Twitch up its uh, Twitch hole. And... Um, yeah, uh, that's uh, oh, and uh, special thanks, uh, thank you to Dell for the request this week. Thank you so much, Dell, as always for your request. Even though I think technically, Trap Gunner was in the request queue dating back all the way to 2016. I've been, you know, I, I'm severely ignoring obscure Dell requests until now. So thank you, uh, thank you, David, for selecting that as the request. Thank you, Dell, for making that request. Uh, he made his request in our Discord server, so join our Discord server, chat along with us. Or you can hit us up, gamethattune at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter, at gamethattune. Or you can find us individually on Twitter. I am there, at jgangsta187. You can find David Fleming on Twitter, at... DFD Fleming. You can find Jesse Moore on Twitter, at... Sega underscore legend. And you can find John Regan, the winner of episode 199 of Game That Tune, on Twitter at uh, JP Regan JR. Fantastic, John. So I assume if you uh, gave yourself the win, you prepared bonus tunes. I did. So, fantastic. Then tell us what they are. All right, this one's going to take a little explanation. So <laughs> the and best I said- kind. I know you say you didn't want us to reminisce, but I was reminiscing about game that tune and video game music and how we got on all all got into it. And I know we all listened to the Neskimos back in the day. Um, I have a recording that I did at one of their shows in 2006. It's the last show they did with Mario on drums, um, where they did a medley of Super Mario Brothers three. I'm gonna warn you guys. You know, I think Sounds I like think you've all heard this before, shit. but yeah, it does. The sound quality is not the best. Uh, it definitely got blown out, but it it's special to me because it it it, it, it to me kind of reminds me of how we used to. Everybody starts from somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. And they use what they got, and that's all I had at that time was my my mom's Sony Handycam that I took with me to an Eskimo show. Yep. And it was way too loud and way too raucous. And they're like barely holding it together, but like they did it, and it's really good. And truly, I wish the recording we, was better. Truly, but. we do not talk about the origins of this show enough. I, I don't give enough love to the Neskimos. So yes, uh, Johnny's gonna play some of his old Neskimos live rip recordings, and uh, 
Yeah. Uh, prepare your ears for something it's- that is unpleasant by today's standards. However, it's the reason that all of us know each other. So we're going to rock the fuck out with some Neskimos music, and we'll see you next week for episode 200 of Game That Tune. God damn it. Peace out, everybody. This goes on for 14 more minutes. You didn't let it ride, baby? What's wrong with you? You didn't let it ride, baby? What's wrong with you? You didn't let it ride, baby? What's wrong with you? You didn't let it ride, baby? What's wrong with you? You didn't let it ride,
God, that's tripped down memory lane. Mario Party 8 is copyright 2008. Hudson Soft and Nintendo of America Incorporated. Street Racer is copyright 1994. Vivid Image and Ubisoft. King of Fighters 2000 is copyright 2000. SNK Corporation. Trap Gunner is copyright 1998. Atlas. Power Rangers Battle for the Grid is copyright 2019. Inway. Good show, gentlemen. Oh, yeah, tripped down memory lane. Truly. Man, I love it. You can hear you fucking screaming. Yeah, I think, no star, no star. And David, I think it's you that says like, "Hey, they're getting there." <laughs> Pretty sure. I don't, know. I don't think I was at that show. No, you were. Because aren't you coming up and be like, you know, that takes me all blown out. Sound like shit, right? <laughs> like at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> Why are you recording this? This is a waste. <laughs> so